desire you, God. We need you more than life itself. We need you more than breath. God, I thank you that we are each a spirit, God. We are spirit first. We're created in your image, Father. Thank you that you created us for purpose, God. And we just want to tap into that purpose and walk in the fullness of what you have for us. God, I just thank you for each person here. God, I thank you for releasing revelation. God, I ask for revelation that will build trust in you. Thank you for revelation that will build trust in your goodness, Father. We just invite you here, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So thank you, God, that you are the King of kings, and you bring salvation to the loving hearts that enthrone you. So that's that's full salvation, spirit, soul, body salvation. That's a, a freedom and redemption from the law from from poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. So we just thank you, God. We receive the fullness of that. I ask for a fresh revelation, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Is anyone expecting to hear something awesome today? Yes. Me too. <laughs> Spirit of revelation rain down on me now. All right. I'm expecting to hear something I've never heard before. Anybody else? Sound good? All right, cool. Well, um, honestly, I was spending a lot of time on this yesterday and stayed up last night and don't have a lot of notes prepared. So we're just going to roll. Yeah, (laughs) hopefully. All right. So anyways, what I want to talk about, um, God kind of highlighted to me about nine months to a year ago, and he opened up these verses to me in uh, 2 Corinthians 9. And um, he started talking to me about giving in regards to seed and bread and the difference in seed and bread and that that he provides both to meet our needs and so that we can be generous and so um those those have been on my fridge ever since they even made it through a move and i put them back up on the fridge and but i've just been speaking on that standing on that um god gave it to me at a time of transition with my job when i really needed provision you know it was just like stepping out on the water and I, I, I was just absolutely standing on this word that he was going to meet all of my needs. And at the same time, he really lit me up inside about generosity. And uh, to be honest, growing up, I would see like the preachers on TV and stuff, and I was really kind of turned off about giving financially. Um, but God has just completely transformed my mind in regards to that. And now I'm just like so excited about generosity and giving. And so I think it's kind of a cool subject for Christmas. Didn't even mean to do that, but... You know, so, um, so anyways, um, God lit this up inside of me when I was standing on the word and trusting him for provision and, and walking it out. I, I can give you testimony after testimony of how he provided and, uh, and how this, this works and, and meeting and desiring our heart to give and God would give us the seed to give. And so anyway, I want to dive into that. Does that sound okay? And so I just thank you, Holy Spirit, for a new revelation on giving that we have, have never heard before. Um, oh, and also, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts about two weeks ago, and he was, like, talking about this very same, same thing that God showed me, like, a year ago. I was freaking out. He was, like, using the same verses and everything. I was like, the Lord spoke to me. <laughs> so, okay. So, anyway, let's look at Second uh, Corinthians 9, and we're going to zoom in at verse 10 and 11. We'll read the, the context later. Um, general context is uh, the people in Jerusalem... They were preparing a gift to give to them, to give to the people in Jerusalem. And so this whole uh, section is about giving. And so here in verse uh, 10, 11, it says, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. All right, so there is like so much packed in these verses. So one of the things that first stuck out to me was that you'll be enriched in every way so that you can be generous. Okay? And so um, so Webster's defines generous as characterized by a noble or forbearing spirit, magnanimous, which is just an awesome word. I think I'll name my kid magnanimous. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Maybe a middle name. <laughs> Okay, uh, kindly, liberal in giving, open-handed, marked by abundance or ample proportions, copious, yielding something abundantly. 
So like a copious harvest, okay? So generosity, open-handedness, abundance. Okay, and I thought this was just kind of a cool side note. Actually, the first definition of generous says it's the archaic usage of it. It means high-born or of noble birth. Crickets? Okay. High-born or of noble birth, which, I, you know, to me, I was just like, that's us through, through Jesus. We have noble birth. And so that's worked into our DNA of uh, just that other word for generosity. Okay, side note. Okay, so verse 10. Uh, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. Well, who is he? Okay, we can look at the new living, and it says, For God is the one who provides seed to the farmer and the bread to eat. Okay, so God is, is the he who p- supplies the seed. Okay, so what is seed? There's this, this difference here between seed and bread. So seed comes from the Greek. Uh, the original language is sperma, which means from which a plant germinates. Okay, so it's a seed or kernel. It contains within itself the germ for future plants. So a seed is an element of potential. It's something that when you invest it, when you plant it in the ground, it already worked into that seed is everything needed to build the fullness of, of a tree or a wheat or anything like that. Okay, and so, so a seed is potential and it's intended to be invested. All right. So bread comes from the Greek artos, which is food of any kind. And the purpose of that is to be eaten. There's, I think it's one of the other versions. Um, the implication of, of that bread, that word bread, is to be eaten. Okay, so we have seed, which is intended to be invested, and we have bread, which is intended to be eaten. Okay? So God provides enough to meet my needs. So this bread for eating meets my needs right now, as well as the extra that I need to invest. So he gives the seed for the sower. Okay, so we have those two things, seed and bread. One of them is for my provision now, and the seed is to invest later to meet my needs as well as the needs of other people for multiplication. Make it sense? All right, cool. So what is a sower? A sower is a farmer. Uh, One of my first jobs was picking and growing watermelons for my grandpa. I'm a good okie, so... I uh, walked the fields for all day long and like plant them and sow the seed all day. So I've got some a little bit of uh, experience being a sower. But uh, a sower is an investor. So a sower takes the seed he's been given and he invests it. Okay, and one thing about a sower and a farmer, especially an experienced one, they will know the the soil and the season that is best for the investment of that seed. Right, they'll know the soil and the season. And so, because um, if you plant seeds in winter in a bunch of rocks, they're not going to grow too good. Right, but a good farm will know the seed, the soil and the season for sowing the seed. That's some good alliteration. Soil and the season for sowing the seed. Okay. <laughs> All right. So a sower invests when he plants, and, and the return is enough to meet his needs and the needs of others. And we've heard a lot of verses about the 30, 60, and 100-fold. And so, so to me, that's just saying that the investment of a seed, the results are multiplication, right? You don't sow one seed and get, you know, one seed back usually, depending on the fruit. But you sow a watermelon seed, you're going to get a watermelon that's got, you know, hundreds of seeds in it, right? Okay, so seed has potential for multiplication, meets my needs and, the, and other people's needs. Bread has potential to meet my needs. Seed, if invested, will meet long-term needs, so later on. Bread, if eaten, will meet current needs now. So seed is potential. Bread is present provision. All right. So we have this distinction, seed and bread, and we know that God's providing both to meet our needs and so that we can be generous, right? Make sense? Okay. So it would be silly to eat your seed, right? You wouldn't make a seed sandwich, probably. Uh, but, but it's equally ridiculous to plant your bread, right? I think it would just get soggy and moldy, probably, and, you know, even though a bread tree would be awesome, because I really like bread. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are laughing. It's okay. <laughs> okay. So so that tells me that not everything we're given is intended to be seed, right? 
And so, um, so we're, we're given this stuff. And you know what? A lot of religion and false humility and stuff will tell you that if you don't give everything away, you're not a generous person. Has anyone ever got that vibe off of anybody? You know, I just think, I don't think that's the truth. You know, I feel like God, he's a good God of abundance, and he provides to meet our needs, and he gives us the extra so that we can be generous. Okay. So, um, so anyway, we know that Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law, which is poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. So just as much as we know with everything inside of us that Jesus paid for our healing, and we know that he paid for freedom in our minds, and he paid for us to... Uh, to uh, be able to spend eternity with the Father, we know that he paid for us to be set free from the, the curse of poverty, right? And so I just thank you, God, that you are awakening us to this truth. All right. So God provides all I need plus the extra so I can be generous. So let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 8 and 9. Let's read in the New Living real quick. So, and God will generously provide all you need then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. So the things I do while abiding in the vine will last forever, right? So, okay, so verse 10 in the Amplified says, He will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing. So the providing meets my needs the bread for eating, and the multiplication meets the needs of others through me as I sow the seed. And the, the New King James says he'll multiply your seed sown. Okay. Uh, so seed can be a lot of things. It doesn't necessarily have to be money. It can be a possession. It can be the word. We can, we can sow the word in people for a, a, to reap a spiritual harvest. Um, we can sow the financial into them. But uh, one thing that uh, stuck out out of this podcast I was listening to was that one th- one benefit to um, sowing our finances is that it reaps spiritual benefits because of stewardship, right? And so it's like God gives us this money in our hands and it's our talent for us to invest, right? And so our job is to invest it and that as we do that, that, that brings the good and faithful servant. That brings the, that's my stewardship. And so he can trust us with the supernatural things too. You know, and as we walk, walk in that. Does that seem right? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So if God provides seed to the sower, then I have to be a sower to receive seed. All right. I have to choose to be a sower in heart and action, right? So that has to be something that, that I'm walking out. Um, otherwise, I don't want the seed to sit on the shelf, right? I've got to pull it off the shelf and invest it. Okay, so let's look at a few things that what brings out the sower in you. Not frosted flakes. Okay. Thanks for laughing, guys. <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> so one way to bring out the sower into you, in you, you is what we talk, just talked about is the understanding that some of the things we have is seed. And some of it is bread. Okay? Um, I have an example. I was, I bought a uh, banjo a couple years ago. My brother's friend was trying to sell it. And I like music. I like learning new things. And so I was like, I'm going to learn the banjo. <laughs> so I bought it. It was like a really good price. Anyway, I had that banjo for like two weeks. And I, after like two weeks, I like knew I was supposed to give it to this coworker. I just knew. And so I was like, oh, I kind of wanted the banjo. <laughs> Um, but, but I just, it wouldn't go away and I knew that was right. And I talked to Omid, uh, we were dating at the time and I sh- talked to him, get wisdom if that would be weird, you know, to, to do that. And he was like, no, you should go for it. So anyway, so I gave the banjo to this coworker and, uh, and he just like freaked out. He's like, no one has ever done anything for me like that. He's like, he just like lit up completely. And anyways, uh, so that was, a seed. I feel like that was came into my hands as seed. That wasn't intended to be bread for me. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. But anyways, through that, I like that was an opportunity to reveal God to Him. You know that it wasn't me preaching at Him or anything. It was an act of generosity that that let the truth come in in that way. Okay. So um. So other things though that are put into our hands are the bread. So like if a uh, 
if my dad, I do graphic design stuff, if my dad went and bought me some graphic design software and he, he saw that gift in me, he's like, here, you use this for your business or something, you know? And so he comes a couple of months later or whatever, and I'm not using that software. And he'd be like, man, where's that software I bought you? I bought that for you to use it in your business. And I was like, oh, I, I gave it away to a friend. You know, he might not be too happy with me because he intended that to be bread. You know, he gave that to me with the intention to meet my needs. Does that make sense? So are we, we see the distinction and the reason for both. So when it, with that understanding, it's a lot easier to kind of keep our hand open, hand in the seat out, right? When we know in the first place it's not meant for us. Okay, so um, another way to bring out the sower in you is to be an overflow of thankfulness. So it's here somewhere in Second Corinthians. But, uh, okay. In verse 11, this says, uh, You'll be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion, and through us your generosity will, will result in thanksgiving to God. Actually, that wasn't what I wanted to read. There's one somewhere in this section. If you read it, you'll find it. It says to be an overflow of thanksgiving to God. And uh, to me, that's talking about when we give, that their response is the overflow of thankfulness. But sometimes I feel like my giving is an overflow of my thankfulness to God. That's an expression. And uh, about a year ago, the leaders did this um, teaching on giving, and they said it was a, an expression of agape, an expression of love. So giving, true giving is an expression of agape, God, the God kind of love, right? And so so that could be an overflow of my thankfulness and an overflow of love whenever I give. Does that make sense? You guys doing all right? All right, cool. Um, okay, so let's look. Let's kind of go through um, the Second Corinthians 9 just a little bit. Uh, there's some other things I wanted to bring out here. So let's do the new living. Uh, I like to kind of read the overview in the new living and then dig deeper with the Amplified. So, um, okay, let's start at verse 6. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. All right, that's a simple concept. But, you know, that kind of turned on to me, though, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because, you know, sometimes we'll be like, oh, I'll give $50 here or whatever. But um, but if, when it's a continual action, a continual sowing, then you're going to produce a more generous crop, right? Just like the concept of or the sowing and reaping thing. Okay, so verse 7, you must decide, each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. So that would be outward pressure, right? You don't want to give in response to outward pressure, but you want to give in response to the inward pressure of the Holy Spirit, right? He's going to be the one who's guiding the farmer. He's he's going to be that farmer's almanac to tell you when's the right season and what's the right soil to invest that certain kind of seed, right? So whenever um, whenever you have something, you feel a seed, or whenever you have that unction inside of you, and follow that and listen listen to the Holy Spirit. Let Him be that farmer's almanac and tell you exactly where that seed needs to be sown and exactly what time. And it'll produce the best harvest. Okay. Um, For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Verse 8. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Okay. As scriptures say, uh, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. Um, Okay. So for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he'll provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Um, I can't remember. I think it was before this section, but it, it's talking about deciding in your heart what to give. Did I read that? Okay. So deciding in your heart what to give. Um, I had a couple experiences um, throughout this sort of year journey um, through through these verses here where it was like I really had this desire to give something, but I didn't have the seed at the time. So one example was um, we wanted to, um, Amin and I really wanted to bless Stephen with some football tickets. And we were like, man, I wish we could buy him some football tickets, you know. But they're like crazy expensive. We didn't have the money to do that at the time. And we just kind of said it uh, casually to each other one time. It really was a desire of our heart. Well, anyways, on Stephen's birthday, 
Omid gets an email from, from work, and they're like, hey, if you want to come get football tickets, you can get however many you need. So he comes on his birthday, gets four $200 football tickets for free, like premium seats, like 40-yard line, halfway up to the OSU football game. And so God put that seed in our hand because it was in our hearts to bless Stephen. Isn't that awesome? Man, and so, and that actually happened several times. Maybe I'll remember some more of them here in a sec. But it was in our hearts. We'd already decided in our hearts that we wanted to give. And it says he provides the seeds for the sower. And he provides the bread for food. Right? So it was in our hearts to give, and God put the seed in our hands so that we could give it. Right? Okay. Alrighty. So... Let's see, verse 11. Yes, you will be rich in every way so that you can always be generous. And when you take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. One, the needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met. That was the people they were taking the gift to. Okay. And they will express joyfully, they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. All right, so through our giving, we can do two things. We can meet the needs of people, and we can have uh, produce uh, thankfulness through them and so that they express glory and give glory to God. That's pretty awesome that we can do that as we invest our seed. Okay, for, for your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. Right, so it's an outward expression of the inward reality of inside of us about who God is, and that we are expressing that through our giving, right? It's a tangible act, an expression of our thankfulness, and a sowing of seed and faith that it's going to produce a harvest. Okay. Um, and they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given you. Thank God for this gift, too wonderful for words. All right. So... Um, I just want to randomly throw this in there about Proverbs 19:17. He who is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, and He will reward him for what He's done. So the NIV note says that the Lord regards it as a gift to Him. So whenever we sow and give into the poor, God sees it as a gift to Him, and He's the one who will reward us. Right. All right. Okay. So um, going back to talking about bringing out the sower in you, what what might prevent our generosity? Um, one, one thing, uh, going back to the uh, definition of generosity, one of the definitions was open-handedness. I think that's a really good picture of giving or not, you know, makes sense. Um, anyways, I was thinking about this, and well, I think one reason for a lack of generosity it comes from a poverty mindset. Okay, in a poverty mindset, poverty is perpetual lack, right? And it's a consistent state of not having enough. Okay, and so if you have a poverty mindset, you, you carry this mental attitude or this fixed state of mind of per, for perpetual lack. It's like your expectation is for poverty, right? Um, and But is God a God of lack? No, for sure not. Okay, so, you know, one thing... Um, that God showed me in regards to jealousy. I have this, like, all this stuff on jealousy I could share someday. Um, but a lot of times jealousy comes out of that poverty mindset because our expectation is if, if I see someone else that has something that I want, then God doesn't have enough to give me mine. Does that make sense? Or it's like, I'm, say I'm believing God for a car. If, if my friend gets provided a car, then a poverty mindset says, well, that's my car, and God doesn't have enough to give me mine. Does that make sense? You know, but uh, but the truth is that God is a God of abundance. And if I don't have my car yet, maybe it's a timing issue. You know, or uh, but I can trust God that he's going to provide to meet my needs. And so through the word, if we transform our minds and remove that poverty mindset, we can come into the truth that God is a God of abundance. That it says right here, he provides seed for the sower and bread for food. And he'll also supply my needs, Right? Everything I need. Okay. So, so that is one way to kind of combat um, that closed handedness, I think, is to, to let yourself be transformed by renewing of your mind, right? All right.
How's everybody doing? We have 19 minutes. All right. I just thank you, God. Thank you for making this real to each heart. Here in the Christmas season, thank you, Jesus, that you are completely open-handed on the cross. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so if we are going to be a sower, then we, we need to learn what, what is seed and what is bread. Right? All right. And how you do that, I don't know. You'll just have to ask the Holy Spirit about that. Just kidding. <laughs> Slightly kidding. Um, okay, no, but I feel like as we, as we trust the Holy Spirit, He will show us what's seed and what's bread. And even, even in our lives, um, you know, places where, where we are surrendering, um, maybe our own plans and everything, sometimes those places in our lives are seed to sow, you know, with our time and, uh, and everything like that. So. I don't think I have anything else. I'm going to crash land. All right. Thanks, guys. Well, we have a few minutes, and I just want to ask if anybody has an example, a testimony um, of you receiving either seed or bread that you'd like to share. Caleb? You expect me to walk way back there? <laughs> um, when the uh, next generation power force came, we felt like the Lord was putting on our hearts. Um, it's always funny, like when you're sitting next to your spouse or whatever, and you know we do our financial decisions together. Like, and I felt like the Lord told me something. I'm like, you know, I instantly think, well, you're going to have to tell her. <laughs> you know, it's like that could be kind of scary. And so we turned to each other at the exact same time, and we we're like, we're supposed to give this amount. And I was like, yeah. And like both of us simultaneously heard from the Holy Spirit that we were supposed to give a specific amount. And so we're like, okay. And our soul is like, no, don't do it. It's so, you know, it's like, you gotta pay your bills and you got all this and I have a student loan and all these list of reasons why you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't. And at the same time, it's just, it felt so right in our hearts. So we did it. And, uh, that, uh, Christmas, my, um, my sister-in-law, my brother's wife had come into an inheritance and, uh, she gave us double the amount that we gave to Next Generation Power Force. So we were just like, oh, my gosh, Jesus. <laughs> so And it was really timely because we like had a bill that we didn't have enough money to pay for, and, and uh, it totally came through. So, man, as soon as you feel that unction, just go for it. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. That's awesome. I see you, Melody. <laughs> I have a really good example of seed. Um, one, there was a point in our life we were looking for a house to buy. And everywhere we look, oh, my gosh, we, it was just like everything was like, no, this isn't the house. No, it isn't right. Because we had a set amount of money we wanted to pay. And we didn't, you know, and everybody's like, well, you can pay more. But we were like, no, we want to pay this, but we would like to have this for this much money. We were real, you know, strong about what how much money we wanted to pay and um and we also and during that time there was a another couple in the church here at new covenant that also was looking for a house at the same time and it was like the lord told us to give them some money and it you know it wasn't enough to buy a house okay but our god multiplies and that's you know, he just like Caleb was talking about sowing the seed and you get more seed. And anyway, so he he said, give this couple $500. Well, that was a lot of money to us at that time because we were looking for a house. We didn't want to, you know, spend anything extra because that's what we were wanting to do, you know, is buy this house, buy a house. Well, the the second that we did that, we sowed that seed into their life. I mean, it was like the next, I don't know, week or so that this house became available. And it was everything that we were looking for for the exact price that we were looking for. 
So I think, you know, that's just being obedient and sowing that seed, you know, made the those doors available to become open. I don't know if anybody understands what I'm saying. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so that's a really good example of, you know, having seed. You know, even when you're thinking, oh, I can't give that, you know, and then you do in your heart. You know, I wasn't giving our bread. It was seed. And how the doors just became open for us because of that. Anybody else? Okay, I see Leanne. I see Lisa. I'm closer to Leanne. Well, learning to be, to trust God's faithfulness in finances is something that he taught me really early on when I came back to him. And it's a place I don't struggle much. And and it's not just for finances. I used to grow flowers, and I had so many flowers. And how does Leanne have so many flowers? Because I'd cut them and give them away all the time, and there'd always be more flowers. And it seems that way I have this magic box of embroidery thread. It doesn't matter how much I give away, that box is going to be forever full. And so (laughs) the Lord just likes to let you bless people with whatever he has. But after Lisa shares, I figure CJ can give the five-minute sermon on the Lord providing himself as not only seed, but also as bread to each of us when he came at Christmas. We'll <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry, I can't stand anybody to be behind me. Um, I'm about to bust, Okay. Because um, those of you who know, in June, in June, I went to Brazil with the ministry that I work with. The Lord gave us some projects that we were supposed to do. Those of you who um, shared, you know, um, we have one project that we're working on right now, which is drilling a water well in an in a area that has no water, that has no water. And when I shared with the group uh, from New Covenant, Back in, uh, just, what, two weeks ago or whatever. Shannon, you remember what I said? What our goal was? What was our goal? <laughs> By when? By when? By the end of the year. What day is today? So everybody say 21st. We got 10 days, baby. We got 10 days. Friday night. At 6.30. And Omid, I'm going to pull this away, okay? So don't worry about it. I'm not going to bust the speakers. But um, let me let me back up for a second. Just before, um, well, actually since July, I've been working really hard. Uh, I am not a graphic design, praise God for Kay. Uh, but we worked really hard on some brochures, on information, on websites, all the stuff that I'm insecure at, God's saying to do. What's the word about that? Some of that is our seed. Your seed is not just what you're comfortable about. Isn't that right, Jennifer? Sometimes we got to throw out seed even when we're screaming along the way. Even when we're going, I don't know what I'm doing. And that's what I've been doing since June. Well, baby. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a dancer, mainly because my knees don't like it. But I was just about to bust a, what do you call it? Cut a rug. What do you, what do you call that? You know? Bust a move. <laughs> and this white girl could move. But one of the things that happened at 630, uh, I got a, I was just sitting in front of my computer and all of a sudden, ding. And I looked over there and I got an email. Okay. So I look at it. It says, Dear America's Redemption System, which is the ministry I work with, you have now received a donation. And it was a considerable donation. And I went there and I read it. And have you ever read something and you didn't realize what you read? And I went, huh. Huh? And then all of a sudden I went, And I mean, I don't know how much I sucked in the air. And I just went, oh, my goodness. And I just went, oh, oh. And I went, 
I said, baby, are you standing up or sitting down? She goes, what do you want me to do? Stand up. And I began to share with her that we are now over, over the amount that we needed. And not only that, but they kept coming. I went to the mailbox on Saturday. It's there. I believe through the rest of the year, the Lord's going to be bringing money in. Why? Okay, because we sowed the seed. We sowed the seed. But one of the things that God used that, and I'm without a dream, without daydreaming before the Lord, without daring to step out, we would never have done this. This in a relatively short period of time for us, since September, we've raised almost $10,000. That's unheard of for us. But you know what we had to do? We had to get out there, get outside our comfort zone and sow the seed. Girl, that was for me today. Because when you go out and you sow that seed, it will come back, maybe in a different form than you thought. But we've got to get out. And I do believe that this year, not only for the ministry that I work with, but I believe for all of us, if we will dare plant the seed, we'll see the harvest. And I love the discernment about that, knowing which is the seed and which is the bread. Girl, I had never heard that before. I've been around a lot of sermons. That's good. But let me tell you, let's give it out, folks. Let's give it out, even when it's outside our little comfort zone, because it's coming. And I love the passion that we had in morning prayer this morning, because the days are coming to an end sooner than later. Let's bring people with us. As we sow the seed. But I just got to do this because let me tell you, I'm not waiting until December 31st to have our party. Okay? Because now's the time to party because God's doing some good things. Amen? And there's a community in Monica, Peru, in Brazil that's going to have water because of many of your generosity and people all over this nation. Praise God. I'm excited. Okay, one more. But all right, Candy. Who's that? Well, this isn't quite as dramatic as that one. So that's that's a hard one to follow. <laughs> but God is so faithful, and I'm so thankful for my father, who was a great example of giving. And Leanne, you were talking about your flowers. He was a he had a greenhouse, and he also had gardens every year. And he planted, always planted more than he needed. And my mother used to go crazy because she used to have to can it and put it up. (laughs) Finally, she got the point where she couldn't do it. But he gave more away every year than he ever used himself. He just was a big giver. And he gave vegetables and, and all kinds of things. And he just, it just kept coming, kept coming. And to where he couldn't uh, plant anymore, he was really, you know, really, uh, disappointed and and down when he couldn't any longer plant his garden but he not only gave in that way but he gave in many other ways of himself he would hand money to those that were in need he went to the jails and served planted seed there and he was just a wonderful man but uh, also I just wanted to, to talk about one particular testimony that seems like a little thing but to one person it was it was a lot and one one uh, mother's towards Mother's Day one year, I went to the city, and I saw these beautiful hanging baskets. And I thought uh, to myself, there was one particular one that was just gorgeous. And um, I thought I'm going to get this for myself, you know. So I got it for myself and got home. And Holy Spirit just said, "I want you to give that to someone." And of course, I was <laughs> in my thinking. The same thing that, you know, Caleb and different ones have said. I was thinking, God, I got that for me. I want that plant, you know. But I just kept having this in my spirit to give this to this person. And I said, well, that person has all the money. I mean, they have a lot of money. They could go buy their own plant. You know, I had all this thing I was thinking about. And I thought, I don't know if I want to do this or not. But finally, I said, okay, God, I'm going to do it. So I delivered the plant to the person dear friend of mine, and uh, she looked at me real puzzled and like, 
you know, and I didn't even know if she was a plant person or not. And, uh, but it was a beautiful flowering basket. And I said, I said, you know, and I confessed to her, I said, I wanted to keep this, but, but God said to give it to you. <laughs> and, and we kind of laughed about it. And I said, so there's a message in it. And so she took the plant and, and, uh, and so later on I was, uh, talking with her and I asked her what the Holy Spirit had, she said, I, I want to tell you what the Holy Spirit said to me. She, this was for Mother's Day, by the way. She had uh, lost her son um, some years back um, in an accident. And she was feeling particularly melancholy about Mother's Day. She really missed him. And she felt like God, her son had Her son had sent that through me to her for Mother's Day. And it really ministered to her about that. Of course, I just almost collapsed because it really, you know, it just was so blessed me to know God had quickened to me to do that particular thing. And it, it, it really blessed her that Mother's Day. Uh, she had missed her son. And I always came up at Mother's Day. And so, and there were some other things that were of significance to her also. But, it, you know, the thing that I want to say is when Holy Spirit, you have that little prompting, uh, by Holy Spirit, um, yield to it. Because that, that word, it's more blessed to, to give than receive is, is true. It, it always blesses you more to, to give and, uh, and uh then to receive it's just and that's where god and this morning i was i've been i saw this week i saw this the scripture in isaiah where it says for unto us a child is born unto us a son is given and i got to thinking about that that was in isaiah it prophesied about our lord when he came to earth and and unto us a child is born. He was given to us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Unto us a son is given. And it just, you know, that needs to take place in our hearts. To be conceived of the Holy Spirit. And so that we, he is born in our hearts. And in this morning we had a powerful prayer for families. Uh, to be able to share with families. Uh what the meaning of Christmas is and how, how Jesus has blessed each of our lives to know him personally. And so, uh, I just wanted to share that. I just received so much from that, that scripture. I'd read it. I'd memorized it. I've, I've heard it so many times through the years for unto us, a child is born unto us. A son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called wonderful counselor. Mighty God, Prince of Peace, hallelujah. I grew up going to church, but I had never given my life to the Lord. And then when I was 16, excuse me, 18 years old, I came here to Oklahoma State University. I was invited to church with a friend. A friend invited me. He kept bugging me. And he wouldn't leave me alone. And so I realized that the only way I'm going to get this guy off my case is if I actually go. And so I, I went to church with him. And the pastor preached. And I halfway listened. And then after the sermon, he gave an altar call. And unfortunately, my friend wanted to give his life to the Lord. The reason why I say unfortunately, because that meant I had to wait for him instead of go home and eat lunch. Because I was extremely hungry. And so anyway, I was waiting for him, and the pastor asked me, he said, Hey, CJ, can I talk to you for a second? I said, Sure. And he said, I want to ask you a question. And he said, um, Are you ready to give your life to Jesus Christ 100%? And I thought about three seconds, and I said, Yes, I am. Because right when I, he asked me that question, Holy Spirit, I didn't recognize him at the time, but it, right when he asked me that question, Holy Spirit told me, he said, He's it. He's it. He's the answer. And see, previously before that time of me going to church with that that uh, friend of mine, I've been having these questions. 
what's life about? What happens when I die? Why am I here? Those, you know, that sounds kind of generic or whatever. I was literally, seriously having those questions and I was scared. I was afraid of dying. I don't know what was going to happen, that kind of thing. And those things were just rolling around in me for weeks and weeks and weeks. And I didn't have a clue until that man said, are you ready to give your life to Jesus? Commit to him 100%. And he said, not 99%, not 99.5, but 100%. And that's when the Holy Spirit said, that's the answer. And I said, if that's the answer, yes. And I committed my life to Jesus right there back when I was 18 years old. And my life hasn't been the same since. And I just want to say that was five years ago. Okay, that was almost 30 years ago. Almost 30 years ago. And I am more in love with that this man, Jesus, than I've ever been in my life. And you know this message that Kaylin shared with us is an incredible message of generosity. Talking about us being generous, understanding the difference between seed and bread. And we can be generous because our Father is generous. He gave His only begotten Son. He gave. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Remember that bread Caleb was talking about? He's the bread for us to consume. And I just want to challenge you today, and I want to ask you this question. Because see, like I said, I grew up going to church. My mom made sure me and my brother got on the bus every Sunday. Every Sunday. So I was used to going to church. But I had never committed my life to the Lord. And maybe there are some of you who have been going to church for a long time. But you've never committed your life to the Lord. And I want to offer you the greatest Christmas present you could ever have. And that's giving your life to Jesus. So I'm going to ask everybody to stand. I'm going to ask our, the ministry team. I'm going to ask the Jared and Lori Clarkson and Gary and Candy. Ken and Paula, if you're in here, Wayne and Nancy, if you guys would come up, stand behind me. And here's the opportunity I want to give you. There may be somebody here. I believe there is. I believe there's more than a somebody here. that say, you know what? I'm ready. Just like that pastor asked me. 28 years ago, I'm asking you, are you ready to commit your life to Jesus 100%? And I'm not going to ask everybody to close their eyes or bow their heads. When Jesus hung on that cross, his eyes weren't closed and he wasn't bowing his head. And so I want to ask if you would like to give your life to Jesus, I'm going to ask you to come up and join me up here. And I'd like to pray with you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And those of you who came up here and you're making a public declaration that you're committing your life to Jesus, I just want to lead you in a prayer. And just ask you to repeat after me, all right? And I'm going to ask everybody else to repeat after me as well. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. And I give my life to you. I submit to you, Jesus. And I confess you as Lord of my life. Because I truly believe you are the Son of God. Thank you for dying for me. 
Thank you for giving your life for me so that I can have a relationship with God. And I receive that gift right now in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you for my sister and my brothers. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing this morning. I thank you, Father, that you're moving in all of our hearts, extending your grace for us to be generous. Lord, we no longer want to be in the bondage of being greedy and and holding on to that which you would want us to give away. So we thank you for the grace of being generous. And Lord, we are excited about giving and planting seed and receiving bread. And we thank you, Father, because you are a wonderful example and you gave Jesus. And we thank you for extending the gift of salvation to these up here with me. We honor you. We bless you. We love you, Father. We thank you for that first Christmas. And we just bless you, Father. We love you. And we give you honor and praise. In Jesus' awesome name. Amen. 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 Well, you guys, you guys have a wonderful Christmas. And let's remember what Christmas is all about. Let's go give it away, all right? You guys have a great time this week. We bless and we pray for you as you travel, and we'll see you guys next time. And don't forget, if you want to be baptized, uh, please send me a text. Let me know and, and so we can get you on the books, and we'll have a good time celebrating on the 31st. God bless you, and have a good week. Amen.